Entry 1. I don't know if any of this is going to get through to anyone. If it does, it's probably because they wanted it to. In which case, I'm really sorry. Maybe they just don't even care. Maybe it doesn't matter because there's nothing we can do. If you're anything like me, you've seen some weird new stuff around town. And more importantly, you've realized it and you've remembered it, while everyone else goes about their day in ignorant bliss. I don't know how far it goes, but so far, nobody has shown any capacity to register what I'm saying. I can spam it up and down the internet and I don't get one relevant response. Nothing. I've considered that I might just be crazy, but even crazy people can get some sort of reaction. Someone will at least try to humor them, calm them down. I've tried doctors, police, professors. They all just stare off into space when I start to describe this, like something is actively blocking the exchange of information. My biggest fear isn't even that I'm all alone. My biggest fear is that I might still only perceive bits and pieces of something larger, or worse, that my capacity to perceive all this is shrinking. I can record every last detail, but it's not going to matter if I become like everyone else. I could wake up tomorrow and look at my journal entries and only see a pile of mysterious cake recipes. Who the hell knows? The first thing I ever saw was one of the pickup windows. It was just like any other night you might see at a fast food place, but it was right on the side of my own damn house. Nothing amiss indoors, but outside, half the block was lined up on my front lawn, reading over a glowing menu full of scribbly-looking gibberish and receiving their meals, if you want to call them that, almost instantaneously. They all acted like it was their usual mundane lunch spot, even while the mail lady sucked some rancid-looking glop out of a plastic pouch, congealed blood dripping down her chin. She told me it was the best she'd ever had. All of my questions were met with those blank stares and stupid smiles. I couldn't tell who or what was actually handing out the food, or where it was coming from. I could only see blackness. At least that's how I remember it. Maybe I saw something else, but it's gone now. God. And it was only the beginning. All the restaurants in town, the real ones anyway, are typically deserted. Employees still show up to some of them, but they don't even realize that no customers are stopping in. Some of them even host new windows, parasitically siphoning off all their business. The things seem to multiply constantly. I've seen them indoors, outdoors, on houses, on trucks, even one on a tree. A window to nowhere on the trunk of a freaking tree, dispensing deep-fried slop to an ignorant gaggle of hikers. Near as I can tell, all the products are meat, or some vague semblance thereof. I can't always tell what kind of animal, or even what kind of body part it used to be. I've seen things that could have been dredged from some black, godless deep-sea trench, Gelatinous slabs of flesh in blindingly unnatural colors. Fried bugs just slightly larger than I thought existed. It isn't just the windows either. 
I've started seeing this stuff right on supermarket shelves. Foreign-looking packages with the same gibberish language on it. Occasional bouts of quasi-English like Number a million taste, or It can dream a great flavor. It all has the same stupid logo on it, too. Sometimes burnt right into the cuts of meat. A bug-eyed cartoon hamburger and a little chef's hat. Sometimes it's winking. Sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it only is after I've looked away. There's even people sucking down this stuff on live television. The talking heads come back from commercial, licking blood and grease off their hands. The weather lady shows up like an extra from a slasher movie. Red stains increasingly thick on a blouse. I don't think she's changed in weeks. Nobody else cares. Nobody thinks anything is odd or new or different. Nobody but me. My appetite for meat is thoroughly dead, to say the least. I don't think I could ever trust it again. But I've noticed non-meat products are growing steadily rarer. Fruits and vegetables are sitting out longer between restocks. A lot of things are just getting phased out to make room for all the new items. I shouldn't have to say this, if you could already comprehend this far. But for the love of God, don't eat it. Don't taste it, don't touch it. Try not to even smell it. The more people eat, the less they act like themselves. The funnier they talk. If you know something's up, but you can't see what I'm seeing, I advise you to stick to cereal. I haven't found anything fishy about any of the cereal yet. I can't begin to postulate what's behind it all. Aliens, terrorists, Illuminati reptiloids... I could believe damn near anything at this point. Entry 2. The ads are everywhere. Flyers, neon signs, billboards. All of them written in some weird foreign language I can't find any match for. Plastered with goofy artwork of bug-eyed hot dogs and steaks and less identifiable things. People stop and stare at them compulsively. Pupils dilating while their clouded mind registers God only knows. A lot of people say the exact same thing, in the same exact tone and rhythm, every single time. Mm-mm-mm-mm. That sounds good enough to eat. I hear it a hundred times a day, when I risk going out anyway. Then they'll head straight to one of the impossible windows, the infected supermarkets, the rapidly multiplying vending machines, or one of the green doors. Those awful freaking green doors. I don't know if they're actually new, or if I'm just newly capable of seeing them. The first one I noticed had grown, for lack of a better word, on the back of a wall of our local shoprite. An ugly faded seafoam affair, smeared windows shaped like their burger logo, chrome handle flecked with rust, same as all the others I've seen since. People were coming and going at a steady pace. But even when I staked it out for a good six hours, I never saw the same patron coming back out again. I guess that should have been a big warning sign. But I couldn't take it. I had to know. It didn't lead into the store, of course. I knew it wouldn't. As soon as I stepped inside, I was assaulted by the sound of eating. Feasting. 
Wet, breathy, chewing sounds, drowning out everything else, tugging at my gag reflex. There were bars, tables, and booths scattered in disorganized patterns around rows and rows of buffets. Many seats were occupied, but the bulk of customers were eating on foot, wolfing the stuff down right out of the bars as they went along. I knew none of them could comprehend what they were really doing, where they really were. The decor was almost, but not quite in the style of a retro 50s diner. Maybe with a dash of Dr. Seuss. A lot of the furnishings looked chunky, soft, and plastic, like they were designed for children. Though I can't imagine any child with such depressing taste. Booths were lined with putrid off-green cushions. Tables were a hideous yellow tan with chipped chrome trimmings. The floors were pale blue tile, like a public restroom. Many pieces missing or disheveled. The walls were more of that tacky chrome interrupted by fake wood paneling, giving way to glass windows from about waist high to the ceiling. Yes, windows. Not visible from outside. I had stepped through a door in the middle of one plain, solid brick wall, but from inside... It was glass all around. They were so thick with grime that I could scarcely see through them. But I could tell it wasn't the correct view from behind the shop right. It looked more like some murky storybook vista. Simple blocky houses on rolling green hills. Despite the steady stream of people coming in through the door, I couldn't see a single sign of movement or life out there. I began to wonder if I might look suspicious, just standing around and gawking while everyone else was heading straight for the food. I thought I might as well make some effort to blend in. Mistake number one. Most of the offerings were typical of the stuff coming out of those takeout windows or invading the grocery shelves. A heap of raw red steak sat on a bed of black, clotted blood. Oversized, pasty white drumsticks dribbled cold yellow juices. A long trough of chunky, pinkish slop jiggled like pudding as people scooped it onto their trays or straight into their grease-caked faces. I think I pulled my shirt up over my nose around this point. I thought I recognized a lot of exotic fare. Frog's legs, chicken feet, beef tripe. But I couldn't be quite certain. I wasn't sure if chickens had that many toes or any frogs I knew grew exactly that large. There was a tray of what I thought were fat, segmented seed pods, until one of them abruptly curled and uncurled, twice like a beckoning finger. Absolutely made my skin crawl. There were tongues, there were brains, there were something like clear yellow spaghetti in a pasty brown sauce. At least that's what I'm going to tell myself it was. There were fish fins and goat eyes and even bones, just steaming hot. Perfectly bare white bones. I could barely take the sight of anyone eating. Mrs. Faber, a grim crotchety old bag from down the street, was digging like an excited child through a big heap of what looked like horse teeth, sucking off whatever scraps of gum tissue she could find. I felt my stomach shudder. We made eye contact, and for a moment, 
I almost thought I saw a look of horrified clarity. Like the fog was almost lifted from her mind and she was just about to ask me what in God's name she was doing. Instead, her eyes glazed over and she smiled that chillingly idiotic smile. Just like Mama used to make, she said in a hokey sing-songy tone she'd have never been caught dead using, popping another gnarled yellow molar into her mouth and sucking noisily. I could taste my own bile by the time I backed away from that godless orgy of culinary depravity. That's when I saw it. The thing I've come to think of as egghead. It was wobbling around the bars, arms flailing blindly. A chalk-white, naked, sexless human figure dominated by a featureless beach ball of a head. A stick figure made flesh. The alien invasion theory was already sounding better and better. The thing was working its way down one aisle at a time and didn't look at first like it had any particular goal in mind. It occasionally clutched at someone's hair or clothing, almost as though desperate for attention or even in need of help, but nobody so much as blinked in its direction. I assumed I could get away with ignoring it like everyone else until it finally hobbled its way down the opposite aisle and crossed my direct line of sight. It froze there. The blank, smooth egg face turned directly towards me. I don't remember the sprint home, but I do remember it was the dead of night when I exploded out of that ugly, greasy green door. It couldn't have been later than noon when I first entered, and I couldn't have been ogling the horrors therein for more than 40 minutes, from my perspective. I don't know if anything followed me, but I barricaded myself in my bedroom that night, just to be safe. The doors and the windows are everywhere. If you can hear this, only go out when you must, and don't go anywhere new. It might be newer than you think.